Welcome to The Logbook. I'm your host, Lucas Weekly. This episode's supported by you, the listeners, through Patreon. Head over to thelogbookpodcast.com for more information. Today, Jeff Edwards shares how he manages a team of mismatched aircrafts and pilots into great-looking formation flybys. We started flying formation when I got my airplane back with a bunch of guys. So we started with like four airplanes and we'd go fly Friday nights and screw around. And then uh, a couple other formations got in, got involved. And then after that, uh, there got to be, uh, oh, right now, well, in the wintertime, we probably have 25 or 30 airplanes every Friday night going flying. And fly ma- formations mostly of four and six. And my formations can grow from anywhere between, in the wintertime, between 12 and 20. Now it's probably between six and 10 because we lose guys to up north. Guys are part-time guys. I won't say I'm the youngest guy there, but uh, the majority of guys are like late 60s, 70s, you know, stuff like that. So, and they're all private pilots, mostly. We have a couple of guys that are uh, airline pilots and a couple more guys who are former military. I was former military, Navy. And, uh, but everybody else learned from the beginning. You know, it just, I taught them all how to fly formations. So Lynn is in my formation. That's Lynn O'Donnell from episode 36 of The Logbook. She was flying formation before, and then don't tell her this, but then I retaught her how to fly formation the right way. She was, I mean, she was doing fine, but she wasn't doing it the way I, I thought it ought to be done. And if, I mean, the answer is, if you're going to fly with me, you're going to do it my way. And so everybody that flies with us does it the same way. When we do the two shows in the in the winter t- in the in December and January, it's pretty scripted. We practice a couple weeks beforehand, and we know what's going on. On your basic Friday night, I'll sit down there at the picnic table with a with a whiteboard and a and a marker, and then I'll plan out. Okay, this is what seven airplanes are going to do, and I'll get it half planned. And somebody else, like Lynn, will come around the corner with an airplane. I'll go shit. It's got to be eight. So I race the whole freaking thing and start over because now I got to do eight airplanes instead of seven. So because every time you add an airplane, the, the formations to look right have to be different. You know, see, so it's not one way or another. So anyway, what we do is we sit down and we uh, brief the whole thing. And I basically plan it on the board. Everybody just kind of sits around and, they, and everybody has a piece of paper or something they're going to write on to write down what they're going to specifically do. And they write down the whole formation so you know what every other airplane's going to do. And uh, so I'll start doing it and then I'll get halfway through it and I won't like something and I'll erase it. And guys will go, oh, no. I said, no, don't write anything down until I'm done. You know, when I get done, then I'll say, okay, now look at it and go for it. So then we, I, everybody figures out what they're specifically going to do. And then I brief what's called the conduct, which means uh, we're, we're going to start up at 25 minutes after the hour. We're going to taxi out in order because everybody has a number. Basically, I write numbers down. And then when I start the thing, I put everybody's name next to a number. Like we have two Daves. So we have Waco Dave and Super Dave because one guy's a Waco, another guy has a Super Decathlon. So you have, you start, and we have a couple mics. We have all, you know, so it gets trashed around. So anyway, after we write the whole thing down, then I'll figure out what's going to go on and just brief the frequencies and anything else we're going to do that's unusual. And then everybody can ask questions or whatever about what's going on. And then we go out and go into the grass someplace where there's nobody else around and we walk the thing. Just like, I don't know if you ever watched the parachuters go when they go with six six or eight or whatever they go with in a star formation, whatever, they always walk it on the ground. Air show guys, same thing. But the reason we walk it on the ground is if we, you want to bump into each other, you want to do it on the ground. You don't want to do it. In the, everybody wants to know where people are going in the air. 
So it's pretty relaxed and we don't do, you know, we don't do anything that's totally obnoxious, but you know, that kind of thing, just so you can see where everybody's going to go. And I'll stand up in the front and say, okay, here's where we're going to take off. And then I'll call the first formation change, which could be like a big wing or a four, two diamonds or something, whatever we're going to do. And then everybody moves. And then I'll say, okay, that's the flyover. And then we're going to go downwind and we're going to switch to the next one, which will be like, uh, we have a formation called the broom, which has three airplanes in a row and the other airplanes out to the side. Like looks like a, looks like a broom and stuff like that. So what we do is we fly over in the formation, fly downwind, change positions on downwind, and then fly back over again and then turn downwind and do the same thing over and over. So that's what it is. And usually we do four or five passes, which is about, which is about 20 minutes, which is plenty long to be working. Because you have to work, especially if it's bumpy, you have to work pretty hard to make all this happen. And then we'll just pick a start time. We'll go start, we'll taxi out, and we'll everybody will do the run-up. When everybody's run up and happy to go, usually we have two or three formations flying in an evening or maybe four or five if it's in the wintertime. So we'll try to stagger them out so we only have maybe two, maybe max of three in the air at once because it just gets too too crowded. You don't want five formations in the air running around and then, then it's over in 15 minutes. If we stagger it out, we can we can basically fill the air for an hour. Plus, my airspeed's 100 knots. We have some SXs here that are going 240 knots. So you, when you get the speed differential that big, you don't want to have somebody running over somebody else kind of thing. We're taking off at, in threes usually, twos and threes. Yeah, so you run three airplanes like this down the runway in a V, and then three more and three more. And the way that works out, if you stack them in threes like this, this three pulls in. Now you have a diamond here. Then the next three pulls in. There's another diamond. So our first pass is usually how many ever diamonds we have for how many airplanes we have. Well, everybody is simple because I'm the slowest. I fly, uh, normally, I fly this thing, a Great Lakes biplane. Does 100, it's up there. Does 100, 100 knots. And uh, that's its cruise speed. And I can push the power up and really, really burn a lot of gas. And I'll do 105 knots because it's just got wings and wires and crap, and it just doesn't like to go fast. It just doesn't. I also have a friend's RV9 that I've been flying, a buddy of mine. He, he's gone for six months a year. So I'll keep his airplane you know, flying a couple times, a couple, three times a month in the summer. So sometimes I'll lead in that. And if we, if we have like eight or nine airplanes, rather than put them in one formation, we'll have two formations. We'll have a slow formation, led by a guy in a Cessna 140 or whatever, or Lynn or somebody somebody in a slower airplane. And then we'll have a faster airplane. And the difference is like 20 knots, basically. One group's doing 100, one's doing 120. And then I'll usually lead the second, if I'm in the RV, I'll lead the second group. And then we'll do a couple passes individually. And then I'll take my four or five airplanes and plug them in behind the other four or five. And then we'll do a couple form passes at the 100 knots in formations with these guys. We just make it up as we go along. So it's everybody knows that no matter how fast you think. And that's what makes our, our formation unusual is because the other air formations are four SXs, four RVs, four whatever. It doesn't make a difference. But they're all basically the same airplane. If I, I, we have 20 airplanes total. Every airplane's different. And the speed range, cruising speed range runs from my airplane at 100 knots to, we have a couple that are slower. We have a Waco guy that does 95. We have a guy in a Cessna 140 who does 95. So if they're going to fly with us, I got to slow down. But then we have a guy, we have a guy in a Cessna 180 who'll do 145 knots and a guy in a Bonanza will do 165 knots. But when he's flying with me, he's got to fly 105 or 100, whatever. So he's got to, you know, he's got to, and actually those guys really have to work because they're 
the airplane is dragging along like this. It's not in a nice cruise position. It's dragging. And, but they do, I mean, the guys do really good. There's no, there's no problem there. And I do things like if a guy's got a really slow airplane, I put him on the inside of the turn because he doesn't have to go as fast. If a guy's got a fast airplane, he goes on the outside of the turn. So when I make the turn, and here we basically fly a traffic pattern, which is all turns are to the left. So the other guys will be on my left wing, the slow guys will be on my left wing, the fast guys will be on the right wing. And it's just something you think about when you brief the thing. And then we go fly, and uh, we do two or three passes. And if there's not a lot of airplanes in the air, I'll call the, the formation changes on the radio if it's not totally clobbered. If we're doing a big flyby, like for the bonfire for this toy parade, I'll just wag the wings. I'll just take my wings and just wag them like this, and everybody knows to move. Everybody's watching me anyway. The whole idea is to watch me and not run into the guy next to you. So everybody's keying on me, so everybody's pretty much watching what I'm doing. It's hard to make it look right, because from the time that people see you, it looks, okay, that's sort of right. Then everybody moves. And by the time you get everybody moved, you're already out of sight at the other end. So it's not like you can do a formation change right in front. If you have four airplanes, it happens really fast. You have 14 or 15 airplanes, a formation change takes a while by the time you get everybody back in position. So the first half of it goes pretty quick. The guys in the back have got to move a whole lot of distance because a lot of times if we're going to do a formation change, the guys in the back will just back off until the guys in the front get straightened out. Then they'll come in and get where they're supposed to be. So you don't, you don't have, you know, it's not like you can take four airplanes and show up where people can see and then instantaneously change and 10 seconds later you're changed. For us, it's 20, 30 seconds later we're changed. And we're, by that time, we're, even our slow speed, we're well by them. If you're behind a guy who's got to move and he's inside of you and he's got to move out, you just back off a little 10 feet to give him room to move. And it's not, well, I'm not talking big distances here, but it takes time. You know, the worst thing you can see in his formation is guy... It's a guy flying to the other side. I mean, just go, doing it super fast. And it's not. The way to impress everybody in formation is slow and steady and, and, and be in complete control. Because if you take the airplane and just throw it from one side to the other, it looks like you're just throwing it. And you have no basic control over what you're doing. If you, you know, I don't like anything to happen fast. And the problem with airplanes is uh, when you do, if somebody switches sides on me or whatever or whoever, from one side to the other and does it fast, the only thing I see is this big wing flash over here if the guy shows me the whole top of his airplane, which scares the crap out of me because first thing I see is like, holy, what's going on, you know? And uh, if he does it nice and gentle, I don't even see a thing. He just kind of goes over there. And next thing I know, I look over and he's there. It's like, oh, great, he's there, no problem. So you don't want to do, the whole idea is this whole thing is to do it just slow. You don't want to do it quickly. As soon as we change formations, everybody moves back in with, you know, four to six feet or whatever the situation might be. And uh, we stay in that position through the turn over top of the crowd and then in the turn outbound. And then when we get on downwind where you're not, where people, I won't say people can't see you, but you're not in their direct field of view, then we switch out there. So by the time we come back to where they can actually see you again, we're, and we're, we establish that position before we turn. And we turn in the formation and come back, and, and we're already in the formation. We roll out where they can see us. You basically fly two miles straight in. You know, you, you go downwind until you're about a mile and a half or so past the airport, make the turn around. By the time you come back, you're two miles from the airport. And it depends on the wind, too. Sometimes the wind is pushing you back at 150 miles an hour. Sometimes you're coming at 60 if they have a big wind up there, you know. So it just depends on how long they want to look at you.
So we just wag the wings and they move. And then when we finish up, whatever the formations we're going to do, we end up in some kind of either diamonds or echelon and come back overhead the field and we break and we land individually. So you land fairly close because you're landing as a flight, but this runway is 175 foot wide. So everybody lands on their own runway, on their own side of the runway. So the first guy lands on the side you're going to turn off on, which is usually the, the right side in this case for using runway five. And the other guy lands on the left. The third guy lands on the right. And he clears the guy that landed in front of him to come over to the side. So we call it, it's called clear cold. So the guy says, come on over to the cold side, which is the, you have a hot side and a cold side. The hot side's the side away from the place. The cold side's the side everybody wants to go to to turn off. So we all land individually. I think a couple of weeks ago, somebody timed it. We put like 15 or 16 airplanes on the ground in a minute and a half. So every, everybody's pretty close and everybody's, you know, but we've just flown really close. So now it doesn't look that close. Plus you have your own side of the runway. The guy who's landing on your side of the runway is two airplanes in front of you. So he's a good 1,000, 1,500 feet in front of you. The guy that you're landing behind is on the opposite side of the runway, but he might be five, 600 feet in front of you. So it's not like it's close landing and it's just, and again, we have every airplane is different. So even though they all can fly at hundred knots, some land at 60, some land at 70, some land at 85, you know, so you want to keep the, the speeds, you want to give enough space to, to keep the speeds the same. And then we taxi in and shut down and usually meet back at the tree, which is the central point here at the airport. And then if it hasn't been too exciting, we just make a real minor debrief. And if somebody screwed up and needs to be rearranged, had their head rearranged, then we have a major debrief. And we figure out how come the guy screwed up and what happened. And, and most times, you know, I mean, everybody's going to make mistakes. There's no question about that. And uh, you just don't want to be big mistakes. And then you want to learn from the mistakes. If, and, and usually it's just, it's just the guy lines up in the wrong place. The guy forget where he's supposed to go and he lines up in the wrong place. Um, it looks wrong. Like, instead of being behind a guy, they're next to him. And they're supposed to be behind him. Steve Wood is, who flies a glass star, he's in, he's in England half the time. Either him or somebody else, Stu. Somebody with smoke. We usually put the guys that smoke in the back. The guys with smoke, will, the guys that are in the back will see somebody out of position and call them and tell them they're out of position. And the guy will go, well, I think I'm right. And they'll go, no, you're not. You know, you're, <laughs> you're supposed to be behind this other guy or whatever the guy is in front of you. And the guy will go, oh, yeah, sorry. And they move over. And then in a debrief or something like that, you know, it's, it's really easy because if a guy admits that he screwed up, you say, okay, fine. If a guy starts giving me some stupid excuse, I go, no, 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 you don't understand. There is no excuse. You know, you get, you're supposed to go where you're supposed to go. Go there. Don't mess around. So that's the deal. And if you're a new guy, you're probably going to be up near the front near me. And only because it's easier to fly closer to the farther away from the lead you get, the more difficult it is because there's more dynamics of people moving. If you're sitting right next to the guy who's not doing anything, when I mean that, I mean not moving his power, just doing gradual angle bank, it's easier to fly up, up front. So you, when we, tra we train new guys, we usually start them up front. And we usually start them in two planes. And we do a bunch of Wednesday morning I used to do it, and since I've been working Wednesdays, so we have a couple other guys who do it. And uh, so Wednesday morning, they do formation practice for new guys. And they take them out, or I take them out, and we do formations. And we start out with somebody in their airplane with them. And we show them the basics and stuff, yada, yada. And then when they get better, then you, take, then you, then you leave them by themselves in their airplane, and then you, you, you lead them from the other airplane and have them do stuff by themselves in their airplane in two planes. And then when they're good enough for that, then you make it four planes. And then uh, when they finally get the four plane thing figured out, and I'm talking 
probably 10 to 15 hours, depending on the guy. I mean, we've had some guys that, uh, that couldn't be trained. I mean, I've had some guys I just had to say, you know, okay, sorry, but, and it's not that they can't be trained. It's a, it's a concentration issue. If you're going to fly a 20 minute formation, you've got to think about it all the time. And some guys just, you know, they disconnect. They do. And that's, you know, and I'm not working with a lot of young guys here, which is the other problem. But then again, some guys pick it up really fast. I mean, it's just amazingly fast. I had one guy who just got hired by a commuter airline, and he was a, he's a cop. And I worked for uh, Orange County as a cop. I should say Volusia County as a cop. He started flying formation with us and picked it up extremely rapidly to the point where he was upsetting me. And I kept on pushing him back. Okay, you're too good. Get near the back. You know, get, get back there where, the, you know, you're, you don't need to have to be where it's easy. I can put other guys where it's easy. I want you near the back. And he, he did really well. And uh, he, like I say, he just got hired by a commuter. Yeah, so also, like I said, there's all sorts of dogs and cats here and all sorts of backgrounds and people that have flown nothing but small airplanes. And we have people that have flown nothing but airlines. And they just bought a small airplane to try. And now they're, you know, it's just another skill. It's like, um, okay, I can drive a car, but now I'm going to get on a motorcycle. And they both use the same road, but they're completely different. And it's the same thing with formation. It's like, yeah, you can fly, but this is just a talent. You know, you have to develop this talent. Same, just like flying in the clouds. It's, you know, people can learn how to fly in the clouds, but you don't get out there, read the book, and go out and do it on day one. You know, you actually go through a learning process to do it. Same thing with formation. You just, you can't read about it. You have to go, you can read the basics and figure out what to do, but you can't go, you know, just do it. So do you have to practice a lot when you go fly an air show? Yeah, for the ones we do here, if we're going to fly an air show, air show, it's usually only like two passes, maybe three. And we've done it before on a Friday night. So we really don't practice that much. And since we've started, we used to, when we didn't fly every Friday night, we'd start practicing a month before the toy parade or the bonfire. And we practiced a lot. We practiced four or five times and do the exact same thing we're going to do on Friday night. Now what we'll do is, since we're flying a lot, we'll maybe do one, basically what we call it a dress rehearsal, a couple days before the, the fly. And usually it's Friday night because the bonfire and the toy parade are on Saturday. So we'll do the same show we're going to do on Saturday, Friday night, and then we'll figure out if there's any problems. And usually there's not. I mean, when I talk a screw up, I'm not talking this thing doesn't, it doesn't happen all that often. I mean, it's just, it's just something that, you know, when it does, we fix it. And it just, and it's, you know, nobody's up there trading pain or nobody's attempting to kill anybody else. So it's not like that. It's just that, you know, they're in the wrong place. You know, it's just like, well, I wrote it down wrong and I thought I went right there. You know, no, no. You know, I wrote it down right. You're supposed to write down what I wrote down. We're not flying Blue Angel close, but they fly four airplanes in the air and they're all the same type. They're really pretty close. The SXs and the RVs are flying three or four feet apart. We're flying like six feet apart. And, uh, and it's just, but we can fill the sky. They're just one little thing in the sky and we're like filling the whole sky. We, you know, we put 18 airplanes up, it takes, and plus they're going by, the SXs are going by a couple hundred knots and we're going by at a hundred. So we, there's a lot more time to look at us. You know, that's just, it's just, we take a lot longer to go by. But yeah, we just, it's just basically for fun. If we do an air show, it's only because, like we did Sun and Fun this year, they asked us to come down. They were looking for some guys with experimental airplanes. And we have some experimental, some factory built airplanes. And they were looking for guys just to, to, sh to not be professional airplane, air show pilots, just to come and fly over just with experimental airplanes, which is what we did. We had like 
four, five formations, fours and sixes, and my 14 or whatever, 13, 14, whatever it was. Yeah, so we have, like I said, we have a good time. Everybody seems to uh, enjoy it, and I'm constantly getting people come up and say, hey, Jeff, I want to go fly with you, go fly with you guys, or somebody will come up to me and say, they ran into somebody who wants to come fly with us. And my, my first question is always, what kind of airplane does he have? And if they say, well, he's, the guy's got an RV-9, I go, well, we, we already have one of those. We don't need them. You know, and that's not really the case. But the answer is we have so many different kinds of airplanes. Just like, you know, give me a nuke type, you know, give me somebody else that we can fly with. And um, just as of so far, we have 18 or 19 different airplane types that are all different, you know, all do different things. And we try to put them all together in one big thing. And the other formation pilots that are here really appreciate what's going on. And Lynn, for example, went and flew with the RV guys, you know, a bunch of guys, four or five airplanes in the RVs, and she goes, God, is this easy? They're all the same. I mean, how difficult can it be? Where with us, it's like everybody's constantly making corrections because of the different airplane types. And the other pilots that, that see us fly go, you know, you guys do well for all the different, you know, all different kinds of machines you're putting in the sky at one time. Jeff Edwards is a soon-to-be-retired American airline pilot with 35 years in the industry. He'll have a lot more time to plan formation flights and is looking forward to training new members. You can check out pictures of Jeff's formations and more information related to these stories by going to the article at thelogbookpodcast.com. This episode was supported directly by your donations. If you enjoy the show, you can support its production by becoming a patron. Through Patreon, you set a donation level that is given every time a new episode is released. And you can always set a monthly limit so you don't go over your budget. Depending on the amount donated, you are granted access to different rewards that are as simple as hearing a sneak preview to the next episode, all the way up to exclusive content that didn't make it into the show. Any amount is helpful, and the more that's donated, the more the show can improve. Head over to our website, thelogbookpodcast.com, and click on the Patreon banner at the side of the page to start supporting. Also, don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps bring awareness to the logbook. If you have a story about anything in aviation, we would love to hear it, and it may even become an episode of The Logbook. You can send us an email by using the contact page on our website. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you come back for the next entry in The Logbook. <laughs>